All right. I have, uh, can, can you, brother, uh, lead us uh, in prayer right quick? Yes, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day and every day. We thank you for being in control. We thank you for guiding and directing us. We pray right now that you prepare our hearts and minds for the lesson on this evening, um, that your will will be done as we um, come together and study your word as iron sharpened iron, uplifting your holy name and being encouraging encouragement to one another. Amen. 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 All right. Just a bit of background. Um, this this lesson here is a very familiar scripture text. I'm quite sure to a bunch of people. I know that uh, even if you missed a lot of Sunday school, you would know David and Goliath and the story uh, behind that. It's it's a story that we often see in movies, uh, just like the uh, the introduction has stated. It's a story we see in movies quite often where you have the, uh, the ones that are, are weak and fragile and they're the long shots, so to speak. And then you got the ones that are um, almost like the bullies and the big shots. And then all of a sudden you see that the one that is the, um, what the one that's the uh, at the disadvantage all of a sudden comes and get the victory over the one that uh, has all the power. So um, this lesson follows along with uh, last week's lesson where it's going to pick up in the 17th chapter of First Samuel. We left it last week at the 13th chapter. Of course, a lot of things had occurred um, between uh, chapter 13 and chapter 17. Um, and for the sake of time, I'll just go over and gloss over a few of the uh, high points between those chapters. So we see, as in chapter 13, that, uh, that Jonathan had actually um, had a, a, a little fight or a little scrimmage. It, it goes, and it actually starts in the 13th chapter, but then it goes all the way up until... Uh, the 14th chapter as well, where Jonathan and his one uh, armor bearer had uh, challenged uh, uh, some Philistines at their post. And uh, Jonathan had great faith. In fact, in the sixth verse, he said to his, uh, to his uh, armor bearer, he said, let's go across to the outpost of those pagans. Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Perhaps the Lord will help us, for nothing can hinder the Lord. Uh, he can win a battle, whether he has many warriors or only a few. And basically, if you remember the story, Jonathan um, went on a sign from the Lord. He basically said to his armor bearer, if, if they call us down, and we see these Philistines there, if they call us down, then that means that uh, the Lord pretty much has placed them in our hands and we can go ahead and, and, and win this battle. But if they don't, then uh, that means that's our sign where we need to just move on. So 
they did call him down. They got to taunting them and everything. And Jonathan went down. He and his armor bearer, they ended up uh, killing, they said, 20 or more Philistines that day. And it was a great victory. You got to remember that the Philistines had uh, the Israelites at a disadvantage. The Israelites, they didn't have a, a bunch of weapons like swords or anything. And that was due to the fact that the Philistines made sure that they didn't have those type of weapons. And so what ends up happening, as I stated, was a great victory. And all throughout uh, the army, Israel's army, uh, they began to celebrate this victory that, uh, that Jonathan had won. It goes on to say that uh, that gave all of Israel's army some courage to where they end up chasing the Philistines as well. Because after hearing this, they got, they got geeked and they started pursuing and they started, like I said, killing the Philistines also. Goes on to say too that, that's, yeah, that uh, Saul had made some crazy, crazy oath. And the oath was that he didn't want anyone eating anything until all of his enemies uh, had been uh, defeated. And what ends up happening is that Jonathan didn't hear anything about this oath and he ate a little honey and Saul thought he should die for it. And what ends up happening is that the army, the people of Israel actually saved Jonathan from his own father. And they made sure that Saul did not kill him. Go on. Like I said, this is just a cursory of the chapters. It goes on to tell you that uh, in the 15th chapter was a very significant event that had occurred. And this is where we see that Samuel lays eyes on Saul for the last time. Samuel goes to Saul and tells him, that the Lord wants him to uh, kill the Amalekites. He wants, them, he wants him to totally defeat them, killing all, killing everybody, killing everyone. Well, Saul goes into battle and he defeats the, the uh, Amalekites. However, he doesn't kill everything and everyone like the, like the Lord had told him to do. He ends up keeping the choice sheep goats and, and livestock, he keeps the choice ones alive. And he also keep, keeps the king of uh, the Amalekites alive, Agai. And then Samuel shows up and says, well, once again, just like he said last week, but in other words, what have you done, right? And uh, Saul goes out once again too, by the way, he goes out and greet him like he did nothing wrong again. And um, after Samuel tells him, ask him what has he done, more or less, um, Saul, Saul says, hey, you know, I defeated him. I did exactly what you told me. And then Samuel says, well, why do I hear the bleeding of sheep and, and, and livestock? You, you didn't do what the Lord told you to do. And then that's when um, Saul got the bad news that once again, the Lord rejected him and he was going to find someone else to be king. Um, 
you get the impression during this time that what was more important to Saul was saving face in front of people rather than being obedient to God, right? And we see a famous verse in chapter 15, and it's verse uh, 23, 22 and 23, where in summation, Samuel told Saul, obedience is better than sacrifice. Goes on in chapter 16, where now that Saul was uh, rejected in chapter 15, in chapter 16, we see his replacement, and his replacement was David. And it goes throughout that 16th chapter telling you how the Lord had guided Samuel in selecting David. See, Samuel saw a few of uh, David's brothers, and he just knew just by appearance that these brothers were going to be king. But one after one, and one after the other, God said, no, that's not the one. That's not the one. That's not the one. And finally, it gets down to where Samuel says to Jesse, do you have another son? And he says, I got a younger one, and he's out there, you know, with the sheep. Say, go get him. When they uh, got him, uh, all of a sudden, God says to Samuel, that's the one. So David was then anointed king in private, just like Saul was. He was anointed king. And then at another time in later chapters, we'll see that David was actually uh, anointed king publicly as well. So then that brings us to the 17th chapter here in these verses now. Um, did I miss anything, anyone? Uh, if anybody wants to chime in, I'll give you a moment to chime in on the background. I can't think of anything you missed. <laughs> all right, all right. So that brings us once again to this 17th chapter and this, this very um, entertaining story. So David was pretty much on a bread run, right? Because his, his father had sent him to uh, give some bread to his brothers that were in the, in the army. And when David um, got there, he all of a sudden hears all this noise going on, right? And, um, and he hears the noise of Goliath. And Goliath challenging day after day after day. He's challenging the Israels to come on, Israelites to come on down and fight. And uh, David couldn't take no more because all of the the um, boasting and bragging and being such a big blowhard and just defying God, um, he just couldn't take it anymore. He just, everybody else was shaking in their boots, but they, not David. David had a whole different approach. So um, when David pretty much had enough, he went to King Saul and said, let me fight him. I'll go and fight him. And so Saul took some convincing. It took some convincing where Saul ended up saying, okay, go ahead. And he tried to suit David up. He tries to suit him up in his armor and everything else. Now you gotta also remember that there were only two swords in Israel at this time. 
One belonged to Saul, the other belonged to Jonathan. And so um, Saul tried to suit David up in all of his gear to go and fight. And David uh, said, this don't feel comfortable. I'm not used to this because David wasn't that type of warrior, right? So it leads us to this 40th verse. And it says, and he took his staff in his hand. This is David. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag which he had, even in a script, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. And the 41st verse says, And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David, and the men and the man that bare the shield went before him. So what was going on in these two verses? Anyone, if you read these Sunday school lesson. What was going on in these two verses? Well, before we get to those two verses, when we go back to where, you know, what Goliath had taunted the, the, the Israeli army for like 40 days, right? It had been like 40 days. He had been challenging them one-on-one -on -one that if anyone comes up, and, and, and they were all afraid. Even Saul himself was afraid to go up, right? So right. then when David said he would go, I think Saul got really hopeful and then he sit, until he saw David. And then when he saw him and saw what he looked like, he was like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> but <laughs> David convinced him that he, you know, with God's help, he could do it. So Saul, this is why he put all the armor on him, thinking that, man, he needs all the help he can get. So I'm going to give him my armor, you know. But, uh, and in these two verses, and when he, he, he's getting, they're both preparing. David is preparing to let the Lord do what he's going to do. But, uh, but the Philistine is like, he is like, uh, I know you're not coming out after me. Me. So, and we can find that in the next verse when he's talking about and when he looked and saw David, how he was. Is this, is this kid really coming after me? This is the mindset that you can imagine that he must have had at that time. Right, right. TJ, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, earlier in, the, in the, some of the background as well, uh, it's when uh, David was supposed to bring that food to his brothers, you know, from uh, uh, his, you know, his father told him to go there and, 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 and give his brothers uh, some rations and whatever, you know, and, uh, and then he overheard uh, uh, what was going on. And, uh, and then he started, and when he heard it, he started bragging. He started saying, uh, 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 saying what, uh, how he looked at it in regards to from God's point of view, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, and by his by from what he was saying, Saul over uh, Saul got word that there was somebody out there that uh, that uh, would would challenge him, and he called for David to come. And when David came, and he told him, and then he when he saw David looking a little ruddy, little something, whatever. Uh, 
he put his armor on him, but David's David's uh, mindset said, well, well, wait a minute now, because he already told him that he killed the bear and that he killed the lion. That's right. To give Saul confidence that this man could go and take care of this. And so uh, uh, by by David killing a bear and thinking about a bear versus Goliath, thinking about a lion versus Goliath, if David slew these these guys and took the took the uh, the prey or the sheep out of the mouth of the lion and slew him, took him by the beard and slew him and the bear as well, what mm-hmm. could he do to a man? You know, mm-hmm. and so that 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 he, he rationalized that in his mind, and he tried to put on the armor on on David, but that wasn't David's uh, guard for fighting. Mm-hmm. But uh, nonetheless, it was saying here in this lesson that he what he took a. Uh, 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 his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones yeah, and out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag or a pouch or whatever and with the script, you know, even in a script, which was uh, more than like a pouch or whatever and, uh, and, what, and had a sling in it and this is what he slew the bear and the lion with and mm-hmm. so uh, uh, the five smooth stones, I understood that it didn't really go into detail why he chose the five smooth stones Right. Those five stones uh, from reading previous lessons back way back when Elder Williamson was teaching, he said more than likely it was uh, Goliath's brothers. He had some other other brothers that were giants as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, it's not recorded in the, in the Bible, but the, it, the Anak tribe, when they went over into the promised land in the beginning with Joshua and Caleb, they saw giants in the land. Right. But they said it was well, attributed to Ruth as well, saying that Ruth, her ancestor, since she was Moab, it was uh, uh, some type of uh, relative of, of Ruth, uh, Goliath was. And so mm-hmm. if he was a relative of Ruth, then Goliath was a cousin to David. But that's, mm-hmm. that's not factual. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, it was something like that was going on. But, uh, uh, or Oprah, I think it was maybe Oprah, her sister, it had something to do with Goliath there, uh, them being him being a giant and Oprah and all of that. But nonetheless, you know, uh, but this is why he gave, uh, Saul gave uh, David his armor to go and fight. But after he heard the report of how David courageously uh, uh, fought against the bear and the lion, that he, he said, okay, all right. <laughs> you go. It just showed the confidence that uh, David had to send him forth with his armor, but David didn't want it. Yeah, man. All right. It was 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 interesting too. Just to add to all uh, what what has been said, is that um, here's a situation where uh, the Israelites were on the west side, and the uh, Philistines were on the on the east side. Right, and and they were elevated. Both sides were elevated because we see between them was a valley, right? And this valley, it was a very strategic valley because uh, in the in the Philistines' mind, if they could if they could basically uh, gain possession of this area, they would actually split the uh, kingdom of Israel in half. And if they could split the north from the south, then they would be uh, easier to to keep in control. 
So uh, they saw that this was a very strategic area. And Saul, he came in response because he didn't want that to occur either. So on one hill, you saw uh, Saul and his army on the west side. And then on the other hill, you saw the Philistines with their kings and whatnot. And it was more or less a standoff. One writer, if, if you all read it, said that uh, to go and try to fight uphill, you would find yourself at a disadvantage. So neither army wanted to try to make a move on the other. It was a standstill. It was a stalemate. And so what happens is that Goliath, you know, with his uh, big mouth, because he was a big man, right? They said that some said he stood no less than six nine, and some said he may have been as tall as uh, nine nine. So he was a big guy, and he was boasting and and being braggadocious, uh, just like like folks did when they were in uh, when they fought like this during ancient times. They challenged each other like this to egg each other on and uh david couldn't take it david heard this and everybody else stood there paralyzed matter of fact if anybody that uh should have fought goliath it should have been who by his description Saul. Saul. because saul what they said he, what did they he say? stood a shoulder above everybody he was a shoulder above everybody. So he's the tallest. He had the sword. He had everything uh, to do it. So why didn't he go out? Well, this is evidence that God had left him during this time. His thinking wasn't one of being courageous and being one of courage. He may have been out there just trying to avoid the situation uh, for himself. He was in back of the army instead of ahead of his army, right? So. Here's David, and David couldn't take anymore. And David had to convince Saul. He had to convince Saul. Uh, he said, hey, I killed a, killed a bear and I killed a lion. And he <laughs> kept talking. And, and just like you all said, he had to convince him. But, you know, that's, that's the thing. Saul needed some convincing because what he saw in front of him did not look like he could beat Goliath, right? Yeah, not at all. It, it didn't look like he could beat Goliath at all. So he went ahead and said, okay, go, go for it. Let me give you my armor. And the armor didn't work. And so David ends up going with what? Five smooth stones. Yep, he ends up going with what he knew. <laughs> he, he ends up going with what he knows. He ends up going with what the yeah. Lord had equipped him with, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and how does this provide a message for us today? Well, if you apply it to us, so many folks will stop in their tracks, stop ministry, stop everything else, and they pray into God saying, you know, if you only gave me this, if you only would give me this, I need this, I need this talent, I need this many people, I need that before I could push through and go ahead and do what you want me to do. But no, God has given you uh, what he's given you, and you can work with what he's given you, right? And that you can be just like David, and you can work with what you got 
because God can get the glory from that as well, right? And so he goes and he picks up his stones and they talked about these stones being smooth because smooth stones travel better in the air. And they talked about him having a sling. Matter of fact, slings were part of weaponry back then. Um, slings along with infantry and also cavalry, right? Um, and, the, and the thing was is that one writer said it was like rock, paper, scissors. You know how in that game each cancel out another? Well, okay. slings and infantry and, and horses, they canceled out each other in some way or in form. So slings were for folks that had a lot of infantry it could be successful and um and and pretty much defeating them because of all those rocks flying their way and uh so he came and he went with that and it said that uh in the 41st verse it says that the philistine came on and drew near unto david and the men that uh bear the shield went before him now then they start talking about not only was he big, but he may have had health issues. <laughs> he may have had health issues as well, or some injuries to his body since he was such a battle or a battle uh, battle worn warrior. He may have had um, some, I'm saying Goliath. He may have had some bad knees. He may have had bad sight at this time. He in either way. Uh, they said that the movement between the two was very different. You had a young man probably in his teens, and then you had a battle-worn warrior here, and they started approaching each other. Verse 42 says this, And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy, and a fair continence. What, what, what was this saying to us? What's this verse saying? It's kind of comical to me. Goliath was kind of offended that they would just send this little guy. Yeah. Like, what was this? What, what's, what's going on with this? <laughs> right. Exactly. 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 Anything, anyone else? Because he just knew that he could obliterate him and that somebody that small not being a challenge to him was not going to bring him any accolades, you know. For, for yeah. He had such an advantage in his mind that this, this, this child, you know, to, to do this, it's not going to bring me any accolades. I'm not going to get, nobody's going to think I'm, I'm such a, a warrior taking yeah. advantage of this child. You, you have to wonder you know, uh, um, from, you know, obviously speculation, but given, as Sister Rackler was saying, uh, Goliath's reputation, right? One wonders if this was, uh, was one wonders if David uh, coming up to challenge Goliath might be even more of uh, uh, insult to him than, than everyone else not stepping up to the plate, you know? <laughs> You know, you know, King Saul's in the background, wherever he is, he's certainly not in the foreground. You know, Goliath is like, okay, where's, where's, this, where's this king? You know, where, where's your representative? I see nothing physically about this dude 
So he has probably lost his mind or what a sad state where that's the best that's the best Israel you got. That, that's, that's pretty sad. So either way, it, it was, it was Saul, you know, in both cases, both Saul, I'm sorry, uh, um, Goliath looking at David and his lack of size and, and lack of stature and the children of Israel looking at Goliath and looking at his statue. And they're both mm-hmm. making uh, uh, decisions or, or looking at the physical rather than the spiritual. And that's where David, you know, David stood out among uh, people because he was, as you said, just completely fed up. They, they, he, Goliath wasn't mocking. Uh, David didn't view Goliath as mocking the Israelites as much as he viewed it as a mockery to God. And this that's is it, David's right? almost righteous indignation uh, mm-hmm. toward Goliath. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny to me, you know, I, it kind of brought this kind of, uh, this example in mind. If I just went around and I told you all that, you know, I was so tough. I mean, I, you know, I'm tough. I, I, I kill bricks. I'm so tough. I'm just tough. I am so tough. And let me tell y'all how tough I am. You know, my grandbaby, Carrie, I beat her up. That's right. I beat her up. I'm that tough. See, that mess with, <laughs> that mess with your, your toughness if you're trying to brag that, that with my toughness if I'm going to brag that I beat up Carrie, right? And that's the same thing that was here with Goliath. Goliath was known as being this great warrior that 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 had great victories and and he was their champion. He was their champion. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's uh, bragging for about forty days how he's just going to beat somebody up. And then they send this as a challenge. Well, if he beats this kid, how does that? Uh, how does that uh, boast his resume? <laughs> How does that add? It just adds to his resume. Beat up somebody real little, you know. That just don't do it. So all of a sudden, they put him in an awkward situation. But he made the best of it, right? He said, "I'm gonna go ahead and make the best of it." And so he started advancing ahead. And then, and what was funny is that another thing is that David's appearance. David was a youth. He was ruddy. Ruddy means he had a, 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 a fair complexion. You know, he, you know, it's almost like he had baby fat still, so to speak. You know, he had a very fair and healthy complexion. And then he was also fair continent, continence meant that he was handsome as well. You know, he he didn't have any battle scars. He was like, he could brag just like Muhammad Ali. When Muhammad Ali, after he fought, he said, I'm so pretty. I don't have a, a scar on me. I'm so pretty. I'm so handsome. Yeah, that's, that's David at this time. He had nothing to show that he was in fights or anything. And so here is what was stepping towards Goliath to challenge him, right? But we know that this was part of God's plan. This was part of God's plan because see, God is not going to share his glory with anyone, right? This is a situation where uh, David needed God. (laughs) 
to be victorious in this situation. And David knew that he needed God. And just like you all stated, David knew that this was God's battle and not his. Amen. Amen. So he goes on to say in verse 43, and the Philistines said unto David, am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? <laughs> and the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Verse 44, and the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. What was going on here? He's taunting again and trying to intimidate because earlier he had promised that any, if, if, any, if anyone challenged him and prevailed, that all of the Philistines would become their slaves. So now he's taunting David and telling him what he's going to do, you know, to him mm -hmm. and what he's going to do to his flesh and, and what's going to happen as a result of that. This is, this is taunting and, and in trying to intimidate. That's exactly it. Exactly. Goliath knew what he was doing. This was part of warfare. This was part of warfare. You know, it's like when in the days of going on the basketball court and people talking smack towards each other, right? Because they're trying to talk you out your game. And this is, this is psychological warfare that's going on. One writer said something very interesting. He said, neurologically, um, frustration and fear, your brain acts about the same way, meaning that you don't think straight. If you're so flustered and frustrated and mad and, 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 and you done talked out, you've been talked out your game, you're not thinking straight, right? And just like fear, you're not thinking straight. So, so Goliath knew exactly what he was doing here. And he was so setting- psychological warfare, huh? Psychological warfare. And he was setting my man up. So if he got him all uh, flustered and everything, he wouldn't be thinking straight and he would be even more of an easier fight because Goliath being that, 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 that warrior with a lot of experience, he was calmly approaching this thing and thinking his way through it and saying this was just going to be an easy, a easy thing to do, right? Pastor, one of the things I look at when I uh, when I see this uh, and this whole idea of psychological warfare uh -huh. uh, and Goliath being familiar with those kinds of tactics, um, I think he was suffering from the effects of psychological warfare as well because mm -hmm. of the appearance of David himself. <laughs> uh, when you look at David after taunting for 40 days and they finally decide they're going to send somebody to fight me. And this is who they send. And it's not a man, but it's a boy. Yeah. And this is a boy. He's been outside. He's, you know, he's, he's ruddy. You know, he, he's, he's, he's uh, red in color. So he's been working out, you know, uh, outside. And he's yeah. fair complected, which means, as it was said, he's not battle tested at all. Um, yeah. and he says he fought some lions and some tigers and bears. Oh, my. But he don't have no, yeah. no scars on his face. He don't have any yeah. sign that he has been tested in that way. And then we look at not only that, but we look at the fact of what, uh, beyond what he looks like, but what he has brought to the fire, to the fight. So uh, there's a saying that you don't bring a knife to a gunfight, right? But right. this is kind of what David had done, and this is what he's looking at when he sees David. He, he's bringing a stick, 
and and, and, and in the mind of Goliath, he's thinking, you know, you came to fight a a, a world-renowned warrior who's been right. battle-tested, and you're bringing right. a stick. That's something that's more appropriate for a dog. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to <laughs> fight off some rapid dog that you want to get, 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 get out right. of here, get, that kind of thing, get out of my yard, whatever. You know, right. uh, and, and this is how he's treating uh, 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 Goliath at this point. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind that maybe, you know, in one, in one vein, he's saying, I'll make quick work out of him. But it also almost seems like he's been given some pause. Uh, and, and maybe psychologically, this is maybe having an effect on him as well. He begins to talk about what he's going to do to David. Mm. Uh, and then David, he turns it right back on him and says, oh, no, you're not going to do that to me. That's what I'm going to do to you. And it kind of reminds me of the gallows that were uh-huh. built, right? And, 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 and the, the one who built the gallows is the one who got hung on those gallows. The that's one it. who built the ditch for you to fall into that same ditch he fell into. So that's what this kind of seems like. And yeah. then there's a righteous indignation as well that you see that he had. And, and David was, was fully aware that this was not something that he was going to do. He wasn't going to do it with the aid of Saul's armor. He was going to do it the way God had said for him to do it. And that was not in the power of of, of David's might, but in the power of God's might. That's it. That's it. That's it. Amen. Well, teacher, and just to add just a little bit, it was like age people beauty. Uh-huh. Uh, you had a, a baritone Goliath, more like uh-huh. that voice, and it was like, you, great, and all that. Uh-huh. You know, he was real. You know, he'd been hot for 40 days, you know. And then uh, when he, 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 like you said, he might have had some physical problems because he had to draw closer and looked and saw David, uh, yeah. David's condition. Uh-huh. So he re- said, well, you bring to me with, but see, David came as normal in what he had. He was a shepherd. He had a shepherd staff, yeah. you know, so he came, he came like, like he always do. And he didn't, he had to change his garb to fight the bear. He had to change his garb to fight the lion. So he right. had to, he had to change his garb to fight this dude either, you know. Right. And as a matter of fact, he called him an uncircumcised heathen. He said <laughs> that, defies, that defies the true and living God, the God of Israel. That That's really motivated David, you know. So yeah. here David is, yeah, David, yeah, he came like that. Yeah, he little bitty something maybe compared to, everybody was small compared to, to Goliath, you know. Right, but right. He had these hairy arms on Goliath, these hairy legs and, and all <laughs> this, you know, he's big, he probably had a, a 70, 75 inch chest or something. I don't know. He's a nine feet nine, you know. <laughs> and he, got, he has a, a, a columns for thighs and stuff like that, you know. This dude was huge, taller, almost taller than a basketball rim. But, yeah. uh, uh, and he, you know, here he is all like that, you know. But uh, uh, David, and, he, and that's how he looked at David. He said, I'm a dog, you know. Well, you know, you reason for yourself, you know. Right. You yeah, said, yeah, you know, you can you shoot dogs away with a stick or something like that. Get back, you know. And mm-hmm. so uh, this is what he reasoned. Like you said, it's a psychological warfare right here. And so, right. And so uh, uh, Goliath has his turn to speak. So now we're waiting on David. That's right. That's right. And, and David uh, said. The expositor, the expositor points out, though, one brings out a point and says, while Goliath is doing all of this talking, he has such confidence that he is going to annihilate him. 
that it's allowing David to get even closer, close <laughs> enough to do what he needs to do. Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was to David's advantage. That's right. Yes. And then he goes on to say, then said David, this is uh, 45, then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. And I'll read uh, 46 as well. This day will the Lord deliver thee into thy, to mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Israel, yes. This brother was testifying right before he was fighting, right? <laughs> and what was he saying? He said, God's got it. This He's battle a, is not mine, it's the Lord's. It's and the, I come to you in the name of the Lord, you know? Yes, that's right, that's right. He didn't, he didn't approach this battle uh, overconfident in his skill with uh, the with the slingshot right and he didn't he didn't approach it with any overconfidence in the skills that he had he just knew and he had a perfect balance that right balance that this thing was about god's strength and and god's deliverance and god was basically going to use him as a vessel to accomplish this this task so in other words, just like the expositor said, Goliath came approaching with, with a spear and with a sword and shield, but David knew that the weapons of his warfare were not what? Not of the flesh, not, not carnal. They were not flesh, they were not carnal, right? They were not carnal. They, 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 he knew that this was, a, as a, this was a different war going on. See, uh, Saul and Goliath, they were coming from a perspective of this was a battle where we're going to see who can smash whose head in. Weapons. But David came from a whole different perspective here, right? He knew that this battle was more than just about swords and shields and, and bullies and things like that. He knew that this thing was about honoring God's name. And if you look at the comparison as to what was said, uh, the Philistine says, I will give thy flesh. I will. But David said, this day the Lord will deliver you. That's a great distinction, right? Because it's telling you that David wasn't taking this thing personal. <laughs> David wasn't, he was taking it personal in terms of Hey, uh, don't talk to my, don't talk about my God like that. Mm. Wasn't taking it personal as if it was his battle. He was saying that this is this is God's battle, and He's going to make sure that uh, His name is heard all throughout, where everybody will know that Israel has a God, right? Yeah, yeah. But teaching and another thing, apparently David knew the history. David mm -hmm. knew Israel's history how God supernaturally uh, time in and time out 
mm-hmm. how he delivered over and over and over and over throughout their history up until that point. Mm-hmm. And David didn't brag about his swing and his, the rocks that he had and nothing like that, though. He mm-hmm. said, you come to me with spears and stuff like that and staffs. You know, he right. didn't. He didn't, he didn't come like he didn't say anything about what he had, though he said that he had he come in the name of the Lord of the host of Israel. That's right. The armies of Israel whom thou defied or blasphemed against. That's right. I, I come to you in his name. So yeah. he he's putting God first in this battle. Right. He said, that was not yours, it's the Lord. And so he putting it, he's putting this battle. And uh, in that day, and so when he's like he is in his mindset, God can God can work the wonder that That's he it. wanted. He can want, he can work the wonder because this man is 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 committed. He's he's, he's consecrated in his thinking, and yeah. he, he's looking at the God of he knows who the God. And it was it's sad to say that the rest of them that were cowards and uh, uh, his comrades, his, his all of them, his king and all of them, they yeah. were cowards man and they didn't look at the history they they looking by sight you know and, yeah. and they, on the out, outward appearance you know and yeah. uh, uh, this is what david <laughs> he wasn't looking at it like that yeah he, made, he knew that this battle was the lord's and he was there to fight this dude that's it that's it yeah it was it was the lord's battle and and you know and one of the writers has stated that Although uh, Goliath came with all of these, um, <laughs> all of this taunting and all of these put downs, uh, David wasn't used to that type of battling, you know. So in other words, that stuff didn't work on David. Um, just didn't work on David, you know. David never been in these, uh, you know, your mama contests, right? <laughs> He he never been in these type of situations, and that stuff didn't work on him. And all he knew is that you know I'm not gonna one up you. I'm not trying to one up you, but I know who will. <laughs> I know who will, right? And so we go on, and then it says in verse 47, and all this uh, assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. I'll read 48. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran towards the army uh, to meet the Philistine. I'm going to read 49, too, because I think that should go with it. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. What's going on in these three verses? Who, who, who got beat up in these three verses? Well, it wasn't David. <laughs> it wasn't David, right? You know, David had again reiterated. Yeah, David had again reiterated what the Lord was going to do because he right. said that the, the battle was the Lord and he's going to give you into our hands. That's right. So when the Philistine came toward David, 
David didn't glitch, you know, he ran toward him. And basically, I think the expositor pointed out that hitting him in the forehead the way he did, that was probably the only part of his body that was exposed. He had from yeah. the armor and everything else, that's probably the only part that that was exposed. But God knew that. That's God knew right. exactly where he should hit him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Verse 47, he said, in the whole, in all this assembly, that means that the Israelites and the Philistines on mm -hmm. that day uh, yeah. shall know that uh, uh, that the Lord will give him into their into His hand, into our hands. Right. He, God had this battle already, you know. And I look at it like this: whether you know that stone that He threw, David, it was a, like it was like you know when you look at warfare, you know, mm -hmm. uh, David didn't have all that armor on, so David could maneuver. And David, you know, he if he got up on, he ran, he ran at the man, at Goliath. Goliath was was just too slow. David could get around him any kind of way, you know. But uh, well, David, though, what God, what we see here is he used what was in his hand, and yeah. he used his slingshot. And somebody said that one of those stones was about the size of a tennis ball. That's right. When he whirled that, when he whirled it around in his sling, he whirled it around with the velocity, uh, the swing of the of the of the turn of the or propelled it. He, you have to let go one of the strings in order for it to, to be cast out. So right. David has more likely done this. How he practiced and practiced. He did it with the lion. He did it with the bear. So you know he practiced with this. Like you said, smooth stones. There's nothing to. Uh, obstruct a smooth stone. It, when it goes through the air, the air cannot, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, the, 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 uh, cause it to turn one way or another. Somebody, right. One of the writers said it was going to maybe about 100 miles an hour, that stone. That's about it. the size of a tennis ball. Yeah. And like yeah. Sister Rack said, you know, it hit him in a place where it wasn't any harm. And that was right between the eyes. That's right and between the eyes. Right. It sunk in his head. Like that, you know, and he fell face upon the earth. But uh, 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 this just showed that uh, uh, how David looked at, it, and then more than likely, said somebody said that it was the Holy Spirit that guided that, mm -hmm. and and all of that, you know, uh, mm -hmm. that was involved in in what David was doing. But more than likely, uh, uh, yeah, David, David probably was aiming for that head, you know. But uh, uh, but uh, God. God, the Holy Spirit, guided it. Somebody said, and one of the writers said, God, the Holy Spirit, guided that stone uh -huh. uh, into his head and sunk into his head like he did. Oh, yeah. You know, like the knife sunk into the, what's his name's belly, and he left it in. He left oh, it in. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, here's, a, here's a stone sinking into the Goliath's head and killing him. So, you know, uh, uh, like he said, uh, this day, the Lord will give you into our hands, and this is exactly what happened. Amen. But uh, David was light. He was he, he you know he he, he he had on just his clo just clothes in a slingshot mm -hmm. and some rocks, and and yeah, he ran toward him. He had and closer he got, the the better it could be for him to make, to hit his target. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's exactly what uh, that's exactly what happened, David. David. Went with what he knew, what he was yes. used to, and um, and you can tell by verse forty-eight 
that there was a difference in the movement, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it states that the, the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David. And David was moving with haste, right? Yeah. He, was moving, he was moving quicker. He was running. Yeah. He was moving quicker. And yeah, and it was to David's advantage to get just a little closer, right? And close mm-hmm. enough to, to get that stone to where it needed. And and that stone, it was a, it was just a, a perfect, a perfect sling. And it was mm-hmm cast right where um, where it would mean something right between the eyes and the and the giant goes down like down goes Frazier right and then he <laughs> and all of a sudden what happens is is that there is some difference of opinion here did the stone kill Goliath or not what did you all read Well, my, understanding, my understanding from what I read was that he was not dead, but that David, as we see in the next few verses, ran up and took his sword out of his sheath and plunged it into him and right. then cut off his head. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, that, that was my understanding, too. One. You have a group of people that said that, um, and we'll read that uh, verse, verses 50 to 51. It says, so David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Dead, they fled. Dead, they fled, right? So yeah, there were two groups of folks in terms of did the stone kill uh, Goliath? Some said yes, that he, he did. He was, he was incapacitated. And on his way out, uh, and they pretty much saying that he did um, he did die, and David just finished the job. However, some state that he was um, he, he didn't die, but he was incapacitated in in a sense of just being knocked out cold. And not to say that he would recoup fully, but David nevertheless waste didn't waste any time. Went over there, grabbed his uh, sword. And when he grabbed Goliath's, Goliath's uh, sword, he actually plunged it into Goliath to, to, to thrust it through him and, and to deliver a kill shot. And then he ends up taking off his head. I know it sounds gory, but that's what it said. Mm. Right? Yep. And, uh, and so with, with this, all of a sudden, it was a testimony not only to the enemies that God had the victory, had given David or Israel the victory, but it was a testimony to Israel too. Absolutely. Given mm-hmm. Israel the mm-hmm. victory. So all of those doubters that were up there on the hill watching this go down on both sides, they could see what was going on, just like you all stated. And they saw 
how God worked it out and in in, in, through the hands of a teenager. And this was this great battle-tested battle warrior coming his way to fight and God gave him the victory. There was no way, you know, if you saw it on paper and you saw it uh, go down, you would say, no way will this boy beat this man. No way, no way, but God, but God, right? Hey, hey brother teacher, uh, and uh, looking at the, uh, well, you know, just looking at the different interpretations of uh, the scripture, uh -huh. the good news, Bible, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it says that uh, uh, it hit him on the forehead and broke his skull, the stone did. Uh, and Goliath fell face down mm. uh, to the ground. But, you know, uh, it was all uh, related the stone, the sword, and definitely the cutting off of the head. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Plunging him, plunging him, sticking him with that sword, his sword, how big that was. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but uh, he, he was no way that he could, after the stone could be resuscitated. Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, more than likely he was probably still moving somewhat after that. And yeah. he just took the stone uh, and he fell face with it. So he took his sword and from the rear, plunged it into him and then cut off his head from the rear. Because he couldn't turn that big fella over to do it, you know, so he, <laughs> for where he was. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I was just imagination. And I said, wow, that's a big fella, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he's slewing, man. And uh, right, all those uh, uh, naysayers up there, and uh, he ain't going to do anything, but all that talk and everything. But then, hey, David was hanging in there, man. And, and uh, uh, we find down way down the road where he said that David killed his uh, Saul killed his thousands, but David uh, killed right. his ten thousand. Ten thousand, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. So we 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 see from this lesson, and the and the takeaway is that you know, um, you know, once again, I know you may have heard this illustration before, but faith is like a a, a muscle, and the more it's exercised, the stronger stronger it gets. That's right. And that's what David was doing as a shepherd and 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 uh protecting the sheep and and throughout his life he was he was exercising that muscle and that muscle was being developed for this very moment, right? And all of a sudden he came in there with, with faith in his God and he wasn't um concerned with uh what he had at his uh at his uh, disposal in terms of material things. He just knew that God could work it out with what he had. And he knew that if it was a sling and some stones and a, and a, and a stick, God could use that. And that's what he needed to get the job done. He had faith to believe that he could get the job done with what God provided. And so he stepped into the battle with that mentality and God delivered uh, his enemy in his hand to in his hand but here's the thing though is that David also had the right perspective <laughs> it wasn't confidence in what he had but it was confidence in God and he also had the right perspective in this sense that 
his ministry, his battles, and this spiritual warfare is not his. The battle is the Lord's, right? The Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. And we see in the end that God can give you victory even when these things seem, seem insurmountable. God can still deliver you out. Amen? Amen. So that's the lesson. Are there any other comments? How am I doing on time? I think I'm okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, one last thing. Uh, Goliath said that uh, if uh, back in 17, this chapter, in this chapter, the sixth verse, right in that area, uh -huh. he said if I win, uh, y'all gonna y'all gonna uh, submit submit to us. But if if y'all win, we gonna submit to you. Yeah. That didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Instead, they fled. <laughs> what happened to that what, uh, promise that Goliath made? Now David didn't agree to that, but this is what Goliath uh, mm -hmm. told David. I mean, told uh, all, all the Israelites at the time. He didn't tell David, but he just told the Israelites that. Yeah. But where was that promise at in the end when he, uh, after he got, and all of his people heard what he said. Yeah. They didn't honor that, man. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that the Philistines looked and said, now if God can do that through a little fella like that, <laughs> uh, and then I, we see all of these other fellas up there that's bigger than him, I know we done. Let's get out of here. <laughs> let's let's go. <laughs> and so the army that had been towering in fear all that time, once they saw what the Lord did through David, they yeah. got courage and they chased the Philistines. Yeah. Yeah. They pursued them. Yes. They sound like the three stooges. <laughs> <laughs> and they were out of there. Amen. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Any further announcements or anything before we pray? Uh, yes, I do have an announcement, a reminder um, that for next week's Bible study, um, just be please remember to watch the video and then also you can, um, a, a, a document was sent out that goes along with next week's Bible study, August the 11th. All right, amen. The information that I said I would have regarding the uh, banquet for tonight, I sent to the wives so I can give the husbands that information. And I have one question though. If we're doing Zoom on Sunday, what will we do? This is Sunday's lesson. Um, yeah, I'll probably. Uh... I may do one, if we do Zoom, I may do one of the lessons we missed. I'll let you know. Okay. 